0: This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, star seeds, light workers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the Eleven Eleven Synchronized Podcast. Hope that everyone is doing well, staying safe wherever you are located. Let us all join together with a deep breath in. In a deep breath out. <sighs> Whatever you're dealing with, have dealt with, or will be dealing with, it's all all right. Just be here, be present. You're here for a reason. So let's get to it. As always, if you have topic requests that you want to hear, please direct those to my inbox at Agent K21 Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter at Agent K21. Um, I thank you all in advance for subscribing to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. Uh, I've been going back making videos for previous recorded episodes, adding a visual element. So if you are interested in that, please check the description link for the YouTube channel and go ahead and subscribe and turn on that bell notification so you'll be aware when they are released. And, uh, you know, for those who may be just joining or just need a gentle reminder that, uh, I do provide donation-based counseling, so if this topic of interest has been uh, unfolding in your life and you just want some help or assistance, uh, please reach out. Please get help, whether through myself or through someone else. You know, talk to someone, get counseling. There's no, there's no shame in it. It's a very beautiful thing, and it's the most self-loving thing you could do for yourself and others. You know. Um, you don't have to carry the world on your shoulders. There's help available. We need each other. And I provide a platform for you if you are interested in that as well. The link in the description will take you to that as well. So you can schedule a session for yourself. And uh, let's, let's get to work. Let's get going. Let's all help each other on this journey called life. So, um, yeah, definitely feeling a lot of uh, energies. I'm still kind of waking up. I was like, you know what? It's three in the afternoon. Let's go ahead and let's get this going. (laughs) Let's get this going. Um, But yes, if you have any questions or, uh, you know, some topics that are coming up, um, be on the lookout for sound healing and for uh, crystal healing. So if you have questions that you would like me to answer or have my special guest potentially answer... You know, go ahead and direct those. And it's three, three, three right now. Go ahead and direct those to my inbox, or email me, or somehow let me know any questions you may have for topics that are upcoming. Um, definitely a lot going on in the world. A lot going on in our own individual worlds. So, anytime you get a chance to just unpack all the baggage that that we carry, and to just breathe and to unload, you know, it's always a good time to do so as we are entering a new season a new month a new moon upcoming and so this is a great time to declutter and to organize and to realign and gain that focus that you know may have drifted before and so um, you know many of us have experienced um, trauma and traumatic events there's no one walking this earth that hasn't we all experience trauma to varying degrees And um, the way that we honor that and can recognize that and to um, have awareness of it, the more we become empowered of it. And so, um, you know, you may have heard of trauma bonding. You may have seen somewhere in the spiritual community or mental health or somewhere, someone mentioned trauma bonding. But what is trauma bonding exactly? What is it? And so, um, you know, before I read this uh, definition that I found on uh, social media, (laughs) you know, I tried to go to our good friend Google, but I wasn't liking none of those definitions uh, per se. So I found a post on Instagram that I'm going to read here. But you know, most of us have witnessed and experienced trauma bonding, whether we knowingly did or did not. uh, Because most of our existence has been conditioned based out of pain and suffering and fear. Most of us were raised in environments um, through our guardians where we experienced uh, pain and trauma and neglect or abandonment. And um, it's very rare to have um, a secure attachment and to understand what that even means. So if you feel like you're in a trauma situation or you're doomed for relationships fret not you're not you know we've all experienced that which is why reparenting and inner child work is so important and shadow work is so important because you can actually create yourself a secure foundation and a secure attachment style for yourself so you're not doomed for the rest of your life unless you believe you are then you know that that's your verdict there but um you know most of us have um experience uh, and grown up in environments of conditional love. We are not familiar with unconditional love like at all. And um, I did a previous episode titled unconditional love. If you want to check that out, feel free to do so. Feel free to share any of these uh, episodes or audios or even visual, you know, videos with anyone that you feel may benefit from it. But to get us all on the same page, let's talk about what a trauma bond actually is. So this is, comes from at she.loves.me like a Pisces. And there's dots in between all of that. dot <laughs> Pisces You know, it gets a little redundant to say it that way. But um, this comes from a post posted by uh, this Instagram account. And this is many different slides. So I'm going to go through each one with you guys. And the first one says, A trauma bond is the inner child's way of trying to find a happy ending with an impossible partner so a trauma bond is the inner child's way of trying to find a happy ending with an impossible partner and so that that really correlates back to um, understanding the broader definition of what a trauma bond is so when we are conditioned in this world we are born in this world and Our first attachment style is to our caregivers, to our guardians, to, you know, whoever was in our sphere of influence at the time. And based on those early attachment styles really dictates how our romantic connections will go, how our friendships will go, how our self-worth will go, etc. Everything is connected. And so um, if our first early experiences with love and with understanding it, it was um, either absent or it was... Um, abusive in any way, there can become a trauma attachment where we associate love with pain and pain with love. And we have a hard time uh, differentiating between the two and separating the two to realize that, you know, perfect love casts out all fear. And we don't necessarily understand that as a concept when we haven't experienced that. So um, the next slide says trauma bonding is falling into the cycle of being attracted to are attached to abuse connecting with someone out of the feeling of familiarity to previous abuse or traumatic experiences so again it goes back to you know um i read a post once that said uh, be cautious of connections that feel like home if home wasn't always a safe place for you so be cautious of connections that feel like home if home wasn't always a safe place for you. And so what that really translates to is just that familiar feeling is is reopening those wounds of that familiar abuse, you know, and our, our ego, rational mind feels safe with that because it's predictable. You know, it's a predictable pain that we at least know what to expect. We know the ways we may be hurt. We know the ways we may need to cope or deal with certain things. So it feels like home. It feels safe. And if home wasn't always a safe place, you have to recondition yourself. You have to retrain your nervous system and your mental system in order to find stability and find peace that actually feels safe and not boredom and not stagnation, but feels safe. Uh, So if we grew up in chaotic environments, we're naturally seeking chaos because that's the only stimulation we know. And we feel like that excitement is love. We feel like that excitement is, you know, it has to be what is right. But it's also very damaging. And so whenever we experience trauma, our nervous system and our uh, brain tissue uh, has gone through an overwhelming process. So our brain has naturally has plasticity where it can adapt and be molded. And whenever we've experienced trauma... Especially the younger we are where we didn't have that cognitive ability to communicate with words We only felt so we only know what we feel and we based our Reactions and our responses off of our emotions. We can be easily manipulated when we are emotional. We can be really um, uh, Manipulative as well when we are emotional and have these uh, These wounds in our aura in our energetic body that have not fully healed and so we have these receptors That will attract you know narcissists or abusive people in our atmosphere and we keep wondering why does this keep happening why do I keep attracting the same people and it's like you haven't healed the initial wound you have to trace the branch back to the tree back to the root in order to heal whatever has happened and once you heal and integrate that then there's no need for that outward appearance you know as within so without so whatever is happening on the outside is actually happening on the inside and so I was having this download of understanding that when people engage in trauma bonds, it's really a reflection of the inner trauma bonds that they have within themselves. Um, so most of us have experienced being fragmented in our lives where we are not truly authentic. We are one way in certain situations, we're another in others, and certain people bring out certain aspects of us, yes, of course, but there's an incongruence there. Because there are these fragments that uh you know, Teal Swan actually did a video talking about this called Fragmentation, the Worldwide Disease, which talks about whenever we experience this trauma, we fragment into several different pieces where one part of us could be totally like, I'm with this, and I wanna do this and then the other part is opposing it and then you get into this self sabotaging kind of dynamic because you have these this inner war going on, you know, you have there's no inner peace because they're not on the same page. And so these fragments split and they become polar opposites. They become um, two sides of the same spectrum, two sides of the same coin, you know. And so when we attract traumatic partners, our trauma bonds, we're really attracting um, a part of ourself that try to integrate that initial wound. So, you know, when you see the, the good girls liking the bad boys, it's, you know, could be father issues daddy issues of you know just like not feel not feeling wanted so they attract the same thing to try to heal it to say well if I couldn't get my dad or my parental or whoever to love me then maybe I can get this person this partner to love me and that'll make me feel loved and safe it doesn't really work that way it has to be an inside job first in order to correct that from being a reoccurring issue so Moving on to the next slide, (laughs) the same post, it says, um, I am attracted to relationships where I have to convince that person to love me because I grew up trying to convince my parents to give me the love and affection that I needed. So situations where I have to fight for someone to love me are comfortable to me. So again, that coincides with, you know, everything that was previously mentioned. It's just uh, when you have those inner conflicts, it's going to show up in your outer world When you don't feel good enough, you're going to attract people that make you feel not good enough. When you don't know your self-worth, you're going to attract people that reinforce that. And the same vice versa, it's the law of attraction, essentially. So same vice versa, when you do know your self-worth, you attract those who also know it as well. The next slide says, I don't know what healthy love feels like. Trauma bonds are so intense that any love that doesn't feel like I'm falling headfirst And them deeply attached to that person just feels lackluster. So again, it goes back into, you know, safety, feeling like boredom. You know, if it's not chaotic, you got to either try to create some type of conflict or, you know, you go into this honeymoon phase where you've seen that abusive cycle where, you know, things are good. When they're good, they're amazing. They're great. And then when they're bad, they're not. And they're like so terrible. And then you... Just throw some flowers and candy at it and then hope that it gets better. And it does temporarily. Then it goes right back into the shit show, basically, that it was before. I've been doing really good censoring myself lately. So kudos to me. <laughs> and then here is actually a diagram. And so I, the next slide is, it says trauma bonding simplified. And so um the first stage, it says child experience, abuse, rejection, love growing up. Child experiences abuse and rejection in love growing up. Then the child associates love with abuse. The child learns to shut down their feelings. Child blames themselves when things when bad things happen. Child internalizes that love hurts or is hard. Child grows up and needs meets a partner who is abusive emotionally, physically or psychologically or otherwise. The adult shuts down their feelings, wants, and needs. The adult blames themselves for their partner's behaviors. The adult strives to be good enough for their partner. Partner reinforces this attachment by altering between kind acts plus acts of rejection. Then the adult makes excuses for partner and is subconsciously trying to feel good enough for their parents. So it all goes back to what we first learned in early childhood. And um, healing those inner child wounds will... Put you on a trajectory for healthier relationships now if you are in a traumatic or a trauma bond i should say right now you know fret not because if both partners are willing to do the work you can absolutely turn a trauma bond into a healthy connection uh it is uh very difficult to do and you have to also be very honest and realistic because if there's incompatibility in the connection um unfortunately when there's incompatibility there's no cure for incompatibility. It will naturally dissolve and it can be compatible in other ways. You know, So you may have a romantic connection and you may really want it to work as a romantic connection but there's just an incompatibility. But it may be compatible as a friend or as a coworker uh, or some other type of connection. And it may feel like pulling teeth and daunting to try to force it to work as a romantic situation because that may not be what it's intended for doesn't mean the love is lost. It just means it's not what it's intended for. That's not what that connection is built for. And so here is a, uh, uh, a chart, if you will, a column of uh, trauma bond versus authentic love. So I'm going to read the trauma bond, and then how it correlates to what it would look like in an authentic love connection. And then you can, you know, determine what you what resonates for you if it does. Okay, so on the side here of trauma bond, Trauma bond says I need you, I'm addicted to you. Authentic love says I see you, I hear you. Trauma bond has highs and lows, nervous system activation as a connection. Authentic love is mutual trust, predictability, words align with actions. Trauma bond emotionally phobic but highly sexual. Authentic love emotionally vulnerable open communication trauma bond enables behavior that is harmful deceitful or abusive to receive love authentic love has clear boundaries free of self betrayal values accountability trauma bond partners attempt to mold and or control each other authentic love partners do inner work to hold space to grow and evolve so If you feel that you're saying those things to yourself or you literally hear your partner saying some of those things or feeling those ways with your partner in the trauma bond regard, then that gives you an indication of what kind of connection you may be in. And um, it's completely up to you if you want to continue to stay in those type of connections or not. Um, You know, we all have free will you know, some people are more comfortable with trauma bonds because, like I said, that is the norm. (laughs) It is very rare to have a deep authentic uh, connection because trauma bonds are surface bonds. They don't have the intimacy and vulnerability that's required for a deep connection. And that can be scary. And that can be, um, you know, it is um, takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. And so trauma bond, in a way, is a way of self-preservation and to stay safe because you don't have to give much. And, you know, there can be this fear of, you know, the more there is to give, the more there is to lose. And it's like, in a sense, yes. However, if you operate with fear, you know, you're going to get more fear. And that keeps you paralyzed and keeps you stuck. You know, when you love truly, you have to love openly and fiercely. You can't love with fear. You know, fear, Fear and love are polar opposites. They cannot coexist together. So a lot of people do choose trauma bonds because it feels normal. It feels right. It feels like what everyone else is doing, which most people are. So it goes in that same dynamic of, uh, you know, people don't realize. People don't realize how difficult things are until they're shown something else they don't realize that's just the norm you know it's normal most people are so accustomed to their abuse and to their trauma they don't even recognize it as such it's just normal and then someone goes what you've been dealing with this this is so not healthy you do not deserve this you know and then you start to go huh maybe not you know but even still sometimes you may know you don't deserve something and still choose it because it's uh sometimes we have our own self imprisonments and sometimes that may be the lesson for us as well but um however it is you know um, everything has its time and its season so for those who do choose to break out of trauma bonds there is a way there is a path you know takes a lot of healing a lot of accountability a lot of forgiveness for yourself especially and um, you know it's not impossible to heal or mend a connection are to release it 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 is going to be difficult though because it's again that anxiety is going to come up and you have to learn how to push through it and learn how to discern what the anxiety is telling you you know and there have been many times that I've had to push through anxiety and I'm thinking well I'm feeling anxious so maybe this is like a bad thing and then when I think oh I feel safe doing this but knowing like that ain't for me you know that's not for me and as difficult and as painful and as scary as this is that to have to push through and fall to the bottom of the ocean sometimes it's just like that's the route you have to take oftentimes it is because trauma is a cycle and in order to break a cycle it takes mastery it takes verging off a path that was known you know and that was predictable and felt safe and you're going against everything you've ever known before so if that's you i'm sending you guys so much love because it's not easy to break out of a trauma bond it's very much like a karmic cycle it's like it continues on a loop and it can be feel impossible to get out of uh, but nothing's impossible all things are possible with your spiritual development and with the help of others you know so again like there's no shame in reaching out to get that assistance because it's very difficult. We all have blind spots and biases that we're not aware of. And, you know, the more that we talk about what we've been through, the more we can heal from it. So, uh, the next slide it says ways to move towards healing trauma bonds. Ways to move towards healing trauma bonds. Uh, Self protection through boundary setting. Detaching others' emotional limitations and actions as a reflection of your self-worth. Learning to self-soothe and practice mindfulness. Bonding over shared values. Lowering your tolerance for chaos in relationships and friendships. Spending time getting to know yourself, your wants, your needs, your own red flags and limitations. Developing an awareness of your inherent beliefs around love and relationships moving slowly in intimate relationships acknowledging red flags you know um communication is key in any relationship and that definitely applies with the relationship with yourself you know um having healthy boundaries knowing your limits knowing what it is that you want and don't want is going to definitely help move towards healing a trauma bond you know and um it takes two to make a connection work, but only one to ruin it. And I believe uh, your girl again, Teal Swan, did a video recently titled that or something about that. I saw some post about it, um, but something on the lines. I haven't seen the video yet, but uh been kind of not as entertained anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's, uh, you know, there's that is that. If both people, or if one person wants to continue to play in that dysfunction, it's not going to work, you know. And if both people want to heal the trauma, you know, it's definitely possible to heal it. Um, But you also have to be honest with what the connection is there to serve, you know. Is it there to serve for your healing or is it there to serve as your, you know, ever after, whatever the case is, understanding, like what is this connection for and then living in a detachment type of way and saying okay this connection helped me with this and I'm grateful for that and when it's time to you know release or move forward there's not that that obligation of being bound in this anchoring feeling of like being stuck you know because it's this turmoil thing and you know there are some key words to kind of be mindful of when dealing with uh, trauma bonds of what may actually happen in these connections and um trauma bonds you know it's all rooted in fear you know fear gives birth to trauma to insecurities and trauma bonds there's that fear there's shame and there's guilt you know so one person may feel like it's time to heal this or move forward and then get guilt tripped it into staying and recommitting and you know it becomes like a cycle again and um there are many ways it can show up you know and then there's the shame of like well I put all this energy and effort in this and there's nothing to show for it or all of these type of things all of these uh, different mindsets they may they may manifest and it may be very different for each individual situation but here are some classic in my opinion trauma bond statements if you hear statements like this or if you operate with this mindset or these statements be mindful that it may be operating out of a trauma bond Uh, so again you have to wonder what is the bond keeping the connection is it fear or is it love you know remember love is about freedom and appreciation if you don't feel that freedom and appreciation then there's there's uh, you know need to probe a little to question a little Uh, fear is about you know uh, that attachment you know what I mean and talk a little bit about attachment styles here shortly but some statements that definitely I feel are like yeah, me setting it up for a trauma bond. <laughs> it's, um, so, some statements I wrote down, they may resonate, are uh, statements such as, let's stay together for the kids. You know, let's stay together for the kids. Not let's stay together for love. Let's stay together out of the fear that our kids will not be, you know, whatever. It's again, fear. Okay, so let's stay together for the children. This is the best relationship I'll ever find. I don't want to go through this all over again. I don't want to have nothing to show for this connection. We have so much history together. You won't find any better than this. No one is perfect. Let's just make it work. All relationships are tough. This is the best you're gonna find. This is good enough true love doesn't exist anyway true love is too good to be true these are some of the beliefs and statements that may swizzle around (laughs) swivel around of uh, the trauma bond connection you know when you start hearing things like you're my other half you complete me I need you those are all operating in the vibration of fear and lack Um, you know, it's very cliche to say, Oh, you're my better half, you're my other half. That's all nice and well. However, words are powerful. And words uh, kind of lock you into an energetic contract when you speak them. So if you're spewing out lies to someone, like you're still, you're still bound to those words that you're saying, you know what I mean? And if you're saying things like, you're my better half, you are my other half, like you complete me, that's uh, devaluing yourself as an individual because when you get in a relationship, you should not, I shouldn't say should not, but the goal uh, is to be a whole individual, seeking a whole individual. If you are seeking parts of yourself, that is guaranteed trauma-related mindset. Um, But if you go into a connection with the mindset that I want to show up as a whole being, and I want to meet another whole being, there's, there's no lack, there's no fear, there's no, um, You know, searching for yourself and someone else because you've already found yourself and you already love yourself. So that gives the other person the opportunity to do the same or to keep it moving. And um, those type of statements that we grew up hearing, those Disney movies, all that crap that we learn, it bounds us in trauma. Because unfortunately, this world that we operate in wants to keep us bound in trauma bonds because if we ever reach our full potential, if we ever reach the state of love, the whole game is over. The whole shebang is blown out of proportion because love is the frequency that eradicates fear. Again, perfect love casts out fear. So imagine a world where every person was actually operating at their fullest potential with their divine counterpart. The world would have a higher frequency. The entire globe would be ascended. That doesn't help those in power who want to keep people suppressed in fear and um, oppression that doesn't help so the natural realm of this duality that we exist in is out of fear you know because it is wanting to keep people bound in that so there's media there's sitcoms television all this stuff that promotes trauma bonds as a healthy way of living that corrupts the soul essentially well (laughs) so um trauma bonds are the norm you know and that is what is the perpetual cycle of this realm unfortunately however we are moving to a different place where more people are coming into alignment and with themselves first and foremost so that they can become in alignment with others you know we're moving this is the age of Aquarius like we're moving into that direction where this is not gonna fly anymore you know I meet with a lot of the kids I meet with they're like so advanced I'm like yo can I just I want you as my kid like what (laughs) like how are your parents not grateful to have you like what the heck um anyway but um like this new generation and even ours and some before us are understanding like nah this is not the way to live anymore and I feel like uh we're moving into a space of unconditional love you know and the more love that we have for ourselves, the more we can give that to others. So trauma bonds are formed in the beginning of our existence. And um, it's a psychology terminology based on attachment styles. Now, yes, I study psychology. But at this moment, I do not recall who the uh, psychologist was that came up with a uh, Trump came up with attachment styles however I would recommend looking into attachment styles and if you're not familiar with attachment styles, there there are three attachment styles three main ones there might be other ones branching off but three main attachment styles and those attachment styles are secure attachment styles which is someone who was raised in an unconditional loving environment they received support they received autonomy they received independence and freedom and acceptance for who they were and are Uh, then you have the avoidant attachment styles where this person may have been very neglected um you know very much uh kind of operated with that low self-worth and they avoid deep connections they avoid love and intimacy because they didn't receive that in their early experience so it feels foreign it feels uh, almost more scary to have that as very um easy to be kind of on the hot and cold more on the cold spectrum and just kind of avoid the situation completely then you have the anxious attachment where uh the they were kind of enmeshed they didn't have autonomy they didn't have um healthy boundaries you know like you weren't able to be yourself you had to be and feel everything else as everyone else was and that created a lot of anxiety now of course anxiety may be present in all of this and um each one and so the anxious attachment is very clingy very needy very like codependent type of energy and um again both are very unhealthy so the only really healthy attachment style is the secure attachment style and then you also have like the fearful avoidant and all that kind of stuff which kind of branches off those those three main ones um so most of the time what happens in a trauma bond, the reason they call it a trauma bond is because you have two polarities colliding and trying to heal these inner wounds. So typically you'll have an anxious attachment style attached to and avoid an attachment style. Very much like how you see a codependent and a narcissist, you know, they become a magnet for each other because um, they're seeking to complete that wholeness but they're going about it in a roundabout way instead of finding the wholeness within self they're trying to find it within others and so that's not going to work you know and so um yeah there's actually three videos that i'm going to leave in the description as recommended videos it's uh this channel called the school of life some of you may have heard of it you may be familiar with it um but there are three videos that talk about the anxious and avoidant attachment styles and why it may be difficult to leave those type of connections and how it may manifest um and I feel like watching it is like the best way to describe it so if you want to hear more about that learn more about that I would recommend checking out those videos and they'll be in the description um they really show a good visual of it and maybe help you understand the dynamics you're engaging in yourself and understand the dynamics of your partner as well um so a couple of things before I wrap up here, some red flags uh, to kind of indicate like, okay, this is a trauma bond or this is starting off with on the heels of a trauma bond. Some red flags to be mindful of is uh, isolation. Do you feel isolated with this person? Uh, that's not necessarily the thing, you know. Um, isolation is, you know, first of all, we all need each other no one person can fulfill all of anyone's needs we need each other we need community we need belonging with with more than just ourselves and with one another we need belonging in a community and um, a trauma bond sometimes can typically isolate just very much like an abusive situation it isolates so that um, you know you feel like you can't really talk to other people because It brings up jealousy or insecurities or something, or you're not allowed to really reach out to anyone else. You feel very isolated. It's only you and this person's opinion. That's the only influence that you have, and it's unhealthy to be in that type of dynamic because, again, you're not aware of the biases that may occur, and you're only um, receiving the only outlet of support is this one person. They become your primary source, which is unhealthy, not only does it add a lot of pressure to someone, it's also a lot of expectation, and it's and it's a burden that no one has to bear on their own. Like I said, we all need each other, and to make one person the source and the hub of everything is, um, it's, it's, uh, not being responsible for yourself to, to understand how you can be your own resource, um, but it can also be again like abuse an abusive situation where almost like, you know, you're not allowed to talk to other people because it would reveal the abuse that's actually happening. Like, well, I don't want you talking about our business in the street or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, but why though? <laughs> like, why can't I? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, that's that setup of, um, you know, well, if you tell other people, you know, what happens in our connection, then that could reveal just how abusive and destructive it is. So just, being mindful of little red flags like that, you know, if you guys don't have a, a social outlet or social group, you know, you you only see this person at night, it's kind of like, mm, what are we getting into though? Okay, I don't know, but hey, we're here for it. Um, The next thing I said as a red flag would be dependency. Um So this person tries to keep you dependent on them, like, you know, I'm the only one you can talk to about this, or I'm the only one that gets you are... Uh, keeping you financially dependent on them, or like, you know, being in a situation where you feel like you need them, because like, you're not supporting yourself, you don't have the resources that they have, or the connections that they have. So you need them in that sense. And it kind of plants the seed of doubt of like, well, I can't do this on my own anyway, so I got to stay here. And it's just like, again a very unhealthy uh limitation because it's disempowering yourself to realize actually you have all that you need you always have you know and um just that feeling of like well i won't be reading as much or working out as much if i don't have this partner and i won't be accountable for myself again it's that abdication of responsibility placing that burden on someone else instead of taking that responsibility and empowering yourself you know and responsibility is such an empowering thing because you realize like this is all me like I'm doing this I'm I'm you know taking ownership and accountability for this Uh, the next red flag I have is uh, control if you feel controlled in your relationship um, that's not necessarily a great sign you know there's um, assertiveness yes that's wonderful there's you know um, uh, ownership that's can be healthy too however control and the sense of like and it can be you know overt or subtle type of control so like an overt controlling situation might be something like you know you can't go out at night you can't hang out with that friend or even if they're not saying it that directly saying it subtly like you know that person's not great for you or I don't know something to that regard or it could be very subtle like gaslighting where you feel like they're making you question your own reality like you know something feels off but they're like Literally lying to you and saying, No, nothing's off. Like, no, that's just a friend, or whatever the case is. And you're just kind of like, Okay. And, uh, you know, half truthing you and half uh, just deceitfulness, you know, can trying to control the situation with that. Almost trying to control your input and your intake from the situation uh, by uh, just doing little underhanded, manipulative type of tactics. Could also be giving you ultimatums, you know. Well, if you do that, you're not getting this. Or if you hang out with that friend, I'm I'm going to go. You know, or whatever the case is, giving you ultimatums as a way to control you also. Um, so those are some things that can happen. Again, can be an abusive situation, can be a trauma bond situation as well. Now, trauma bonds do not always have to be abusive. Sometimes the abuse is like so, so minute that you don't recognize it as abuse because it's not, You know, it's still abusive in nature because it's still operating out of fear, but it's not abusive to, like, you know, your physical well being or, um, um, it's not recognized as abuse, although it is still abuse because it's, you know, heightening your nervous system and putting you on an emotional roller coaster is abusive, you know. And in the same way, if you've experienced abuse or domestic violence or anything like that, if you're a survivor of that, Um, This might be a hard pill to swallow, but um, if we have been a victim of of abuse, then we are also abusive as well. And I know that can be very hard to, to swallow. And it's not to say that you deserve the abuse. It's not to say you're a bad person or you caused it or you attracted it. Not necessarily any of that. It's more to say that when we are in an abusive connection, if we allow ourselves to be abused... And I don't mean to say it like it's your fault again I mean to say it like when we have a healthy self-esteem when we have secure attachment there are things we just won't tolerate we'll get out of there as soon as we see any sign of a red flag we're like nope been there done that wrote a book about it I'm out but if we continue to stay in those situations we pick up on our abusive traits our abuser becomes us because we are self inflicting those same pains on us and unintentionally we will do the same to others um, that's not to say you're a bad person that's not to say you deserved any of that that's not to say you were at fault for it. it is to say how can I take accountability for the ways I contributed how can I recognize my own toxic behaviors in this you know because things are not just a one-way street it's twofold so if you were with an abusive narcissistic person you may have picked up on their traits as well or you may um, lash out at other people with those same traits but maybe not in the connection that you're in that is the abusive one. So just something to keep in mind. Um, So some things that can occur from the result of being in a trauma bond. uh, Again, uh, Teal Swan has a video titled Overlay and that's the best way I can describe um, what is something that can occur. An overlay is when you Uh, kind of opt out of reality. And you uh, operate in this fantasy world where you ignore what you feel, you ignore the realistic stuff that's happening. Like you see things and you're kind of like questionable, but you just kind of push it to your subconscious. And um, you operate out of this denial, you operate out of of an overlay and you, you have other people operate in that same way. And so I'll list that video as well, if you want to check that out, because I don't really have the words to describe it and I think maybe seeing it and hearing it, uh, I want you to get your own interpretation of it. Uh, Other things that can occur in trauma bonds is addictions, you know, whether to substances, to emotions, to sex, to gambling, to porn, to whatever. um, Addiction is highly a thing that can happen in trauma bonds. Uh, Self-betrayal is another one where you go against your own well-being, you self-sabotage, you... Um, do things without consciously realizing why you're doing them. You just take whatever's given to you. you go with the flow in an unhealthy type of way and um, you lack boundaries and you know those who lack boundaries will often invade other people's boundaries. So you you betray your own boundaries and you betray others' boundaries, whether consciously or un- subconsciously. And then uh, you know finally I said already is the denial piece. So those are some of the things that may occur. Um, in a trauma bond and so if you feel that those things are occurring and you want to rectify them you want to opt out of that experience you know you definitely can and um, your partner may choose to do the same but remember everyone has free will everyone has their own path to travel so uh, you know you have to do and take accountability for what works for you and that may not work for that person and that may be a scary thought you know it's definitely not something that you can just uh, jump out of necessarily easily you know what I mean especially if you it's been hardwired in your system that this is as good as it gets or this is how life is supposed to be those beliefs have to come crashing down first and you know this new moon coming up is a great time to release the old and implement the new because we cannot have the old and the new conjunction together. So it's a great time to release what is no longer serving you and to usher in that newness. So I'm sending you all so much love, so much appreciation and um, I'm here for you guys in any way I possibly can be. So you all be well, stay safe. I'll be here until next time.